electric guitar lies at the heart of modern blues, rock, and country music. But in jazz, the guitar often takes a back seat to the front line of trumpet and saxophone. For over 30 years, the guitarist and composer Bill Frizzell has mined all of these genres, wielding his guitar to forge these sounds into a unified whole. This is Jazz Stories from Jazz at Lincoln Center. I'm Alexa Lim. Bill Frizzell was born in Baltimore and raised in Denver. He studied the clarinet, and he originally intended to become a classical musician. But after hearing Wes Montgomery, he picked up the guitar, and he never let go. His first break came in the group of the late drummer Paul Motion. At a Jazz at Lincoln Center listening party with Ken Drucker, Frizzell remembers his collaborator and friend and talks about looking to a particular player rather than a specific instrument to create his original ensemble sound. Those of us in the jazz world and in music in general suffered a, a big loss last week with the passing of Paul Motion. And especially those of us in New York who got to see him so much uh, over the last few years at the Vanguard. Obviously, you were a very, very close musical collaborator and, and friend. When you think of Paul, what memories uh, come immediately to mind? Are they musical or are they, oh, they personal? Man. It's uh, a pretty big one, Because <laughs> I met him in, well, actually, first time I saw him was 1968. I, saw, I went to see Charles Lloyd. One of the first concerts I went to, he was... He was in the band, and uh, so I was a fan, you know, I, just as I'm starting to get into this music, um, he was one of the first people I heard, and uh, boy, it's hard, you know, I've, 30 years, I've known, 31 years I've known him, so these last couple weeks, it's like every step I take, it's like, has some kind of association with him, you know, whether it's a note I play or a restaurant I go to, or I was just in Europe. I just came back from Europe a few days ago, and um, every single place I went, the first time I was at that place, I was with him, you know, so. Uh, what what do you one. think, <laughs> musically, um, you know, we think about his style changing over time and this really stripped down, uh, kind of very spare drumming style. You, I'm guessing you watched that evolve over time. Well, I mean, he was certainly fully formed when I met him. Um, I mean, that was, he, he also, you know, he gave me this incredible, You know, I had moved to New York and spent a couple of years here scuffling around. You know, I'd, I had, I was playing, but as far as uh, I had gotten to a point of, it was getting a little discouraged. You know, I was playing a lot of weddings and nothing wrong with that. It wasn't exactly what I had in mind, you know. I, Holiday Inns and stuff, and I, I remember I'd, I I had a Volkswagen. I'd just drive all over the place, like uh, go way out. I was living in New Jersey. I'd drive out to Long Island to fifty dollars to play at some place, and then I'd go up to Boston. And one weekend I had driven up to Boston and played. It was like some sort of 
Holiday Inn thing and was just not feeling like, you know, I was just getting a little frustrated. And I get home and I was in my apartment. I had like, there was a, just, I had a stack of records and there was Paul's conception vessel record was sitting there and the phone rings and it's what, you know, this is Paul. He, he just called me up and asked me to come over to play. And I was like, what the, I, I thought I was dreaming or something. And I had no idea, you know, just completely out of the blue. So, uh, I go over to his place and there's, um, Mark Johnson was their bass player and who I'd never met and I never met Paul. And, um, they were both talking about Bill Evans had just, you know, Mark was the last bass player to play with Bill Evans. And so they were just sort of talking about Bill, memories about Bill. And, and I'm just feeling like, you know, really sort of, what am I going to do? You know, and what am I going to play with these guys? And they're, they're thinking, well, what should we play? You know, what should... so there's a song, my man's gone now that, one of the first songs that I, um, when I first heard Bill Evans, and it's actually on a Jim Hall, Bill Evans album, um, George Gershwin song with these Bill Evans chords that I've been, for years and years, I've been trying to figure this thing out. And somehow they chose that song to, that's the first song, that was the first song I ever played with Paul. and. Uh, that was amazing. <laughs> you know how he, how he got your name, or how it actually Pat Matheny, who I met in Boston, I went to school in Boston, and, and um, Pat has been forever been just really supportive of me, and he would always mention my name around and stuff. So sure, I'm grateful that he. Paul about me. That worked out well over 30 yeah. or so years. Yeah, and then I was just, you know, we did this one, we just had this little jam session, and then he said, do you want to come back next week? And I was like, yes, this is great. And then a couple of days later, I get this kind of pain in my stomach, and I'm like, start feeling really weird, and ended up having this sort of emergency um, appendectomy, you know. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, now I have to miss, you know, I had to call him up and said, I can't come next week because I'm, I'm in the hospital, you know. And I was so, I was just terrified that he wasn't going to call me back again, but he did. And then we didn't do a, a gig for, it was like nine months before we actually did a gig, you know, and then, anyway, that's... And how that all got started. Quite a musical collaboration. I mean, how many weeks a year in the last few years were you at the Vanguard with him? We usually, uh, the last few years we were doing, we would do like two weeks a year and then, and then I was playing with them at the Blue Note with Ron Carter and, I mean, before that we were playing, you know, we'd be in Europe a lot and, but he stopped leaving New York. So. We were lucky beneficiaries of that. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible.
is there something, I guess again this weekend, uh, you'll be playing with violin and, and drums, is there something about a group without a bass that appeals to you? Or is it just... Um, well, it just, you know, that is weird. These are guys I've known for a long, long time. Avond, I've been, the viola player I've been playing with for, I guess it's 20 years or so, and I'm, Rudy, I met, he's from Denver, where I grew up, and I met him years and years ago. It's more about the, I wasn't thinking about the, whether it's a bass or whatever, you know, it's just, it's this sort of connection, human thing. And I just, I got it in my mind that I wanted these guys, Ru Rudy had recently moved to New York and, and started playing with him. And I just, I just had this feeling about, I, I wanted to really make it a, an official band, you know, so. Uh, have you toured, have you played a lot with this band? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've played at the Vanguard a few times and pretty much all over the place by now. Um, for me, the most exciting thing about this band is there's this sort of spontaneous re-orchestration going on all the time. Like I'll write out the, there's one or two or three or four part thing, but I never say who plays what, really. We just play and somehow it's, it's super speedy, fast, they find these, every once in a while I'll see Avon, he'll tell some, it, they're sort of doing it on their own. Like I'm and not is it really, changing from performance yeah, to yeah, performance? Yeah, and it changes a lot, you know, what what is maybe the bass part one time will be the, in the melody the next part, or it's, it's Arco one time, or it's Pitts another, it's always kind of, now we've been playing this music more, and it starts going off in these other places and um, that happens but also the but even there when we at the recording it's you know I don't write it out like a the violin must play this and the so is everyone looking at the same music? yeah we're all looking at the same thing and and so there's this constant sort of switching around and then I'm totally you know we're all really free to just change roles or but then you know and then I think about it well I wonder if I would have had like talking about Paul with the band we had with Joe and Paul with no bass I don't know maybe I got the definitely that planted some kind of seed in there you know? but I mean what it the initial <laughs> instinct to do it didn't come from, oh, I want to do something Your like hatred Paul. of bass players. I, yeah. <laughs> Although they are a drag. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, it's just not about, it's whether there's a bass or not, it's still the main thing is how people are listening and getting in with each other, you know, so it doesn't, it's not so much, for me, it's never about the instrument so much as about the, the people and, and just the hookup. Jazz Stories. 
guitarist Bill Frizzell at a Jazz at Lincoln Center listening party in conversation with Ken Drucker. You can find lots more jazz stories at jalc.org slash podcasts and on iTunes. Jazz Stories is produced at Murray Street Productions by me, Alexa Lim, with David Gorin and Steve Rath. Support comes from Jazz at Lincoln Center. Consider becoming a member and experiencing America's great jazz art at Rose Hall, our house of swing. You'll find schedules and more at jalc.org.